driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello and a special hello if you're listening to this on Tuesday on release day. Today's episode is inspired because of all of your listens and demands for what you want to hear about and My third episode that I ever recorded, which was my 10-step guide to making a marketing plan, I recorded it on March March 2021, and every week there's still downloads for that episode. So I'm listening to all of you, and I am making this about my recent activity when I made my marketing strategy for 2023. Making plans for the next year is definitely one of my favourite things about being head of marketing, and essentially showing you what I do in Q4 that sets me and my team up for success in Q1. This was definitely harder when I worked in B2C where we were always so, so busy in Q4, especially when you're retail, when you have Black Friday, but then also you have Christmas as well. And I found it then really, really difficult to go into Q1 being really, really succinct with our planning. The lucky thing is that in retail, your January tends to be a lot quieter. And so you might be, if you're in B2C and you're in retail, you might be doing these activities that I'm doing in October and November. You might be doing them in January and February when you do have a little bit of a quieter period to be able to do it. So you don't necessarily have to do it when I'm doing it in October and November. But whenever you have that little downtime before you're about to go into your next year, whatever that looks like, whenever your year technically starts, it's so crucial. And it's one of the things I always say is that setting me up for success is the planning and the executing that I do on my plans. And so there's always seasons that I need to be like, okay, we need to be more like planning, but making sure that we have enough going on, going out, but ensuring that we're taking a step back and making the time to look at everything and make the plans going forward. You can't always be planning and executing all of the time to such a big degree. So you kind of need to, what happens is that we kind of get ahead so that we are putting stuff out, but we are able to be that far ahead that we can then plan on what we're going to do in 2023 and potentially, yeah, take strip back a couple of the channels so that you can focus on making sure that you are getting a good plan for what you're doing next. So without further ado, I'm going to take you through every single step that I recently did to get these plans ready for 2023. So first thing is, my favourite, not analytics and looking at every single channel. A couple of things with this one is when I say analytics, I don't just mean looking at numbers. Yes, I mean looking at numbers. Yes, I mean going in Google Analytics. But there's also a lot of other analytics that you can do. So you can look at creatives. You can go on your social and look at what people were saying. What did had good engagement? What had bad engagement? What were the comments saying? What were your customers saying about your marketing? Also, internally, what did people like? What didn't they like? What had a good reception? What didn't have a good reception? There's lots of different things. So qualitative and quantitative. I definitely can't say those words. 
some channels will be more performance marketing based where you do have a lot of numbers that you can look at but other channels such as your brand campaigns you might also need to look at more quantitative analysis what I do with this is I will have a look just generally at all of the channels but I will also get the people that run those channels to run this exercise so I ask them to do this analytics put it in a powerpoint deck and then I also ask them to look at what they would do in 2023 based off their 2022 results so I literally just ask them to do that and this is before I've given them any overarching marketing or business goals for 2023 it's like just solely based off what you've looked at of 2022 what would you do in 2023 this is a really good exercise both for me to hear what they would say not being influenced by any marketing objectives or any business goals but also it's good for them because it helps to build them as marketers because they have to do their own analytics and they have to come up with a strategic thinking of what they would do in their channels. So it kind of works for both of us. It works for head of marketing, but it also works for people in their channels for both their professional development, but also for you to hear what their opinions are. Then after they've done this, so I give them a couple of weeks to complete this whilst they're doing their everyday work as well. So try and give them as much notice as possible. I then host a meeting, always in person, where everybody sits down and presents their channels. A top tip is make sure you have lots of snacks for the meeting because it generally is a meeting that goes on for quite a few hours and you need to have coffee breaks and snack breaks because you want everybody to be really engaged while each person is talking and so I find this is a good way to keep everybody's attention and keep everybody happy. Now once this is complete I take everybody's plans so I take everybody's plans we've had that meeting and while it's still fresh in my brain I go and I look at every single thing so this could take a long time the one that I recently did it was 60 slides altogether. so I go and take a look at everything and have the notes from the meeting if there was anything that anybody was saying I look at them as well and just so I can really familiarize myself with every single channel if there's some channels that I don't work in day to day it's making sure that I am taking what the experts in those channels are saying and make sure that I am listening and taking everything in. So after I've done this, I then ask senior management for the business goals. So this could be anything from what countries are we focusing on? If you're a service-based business or if you're a product-based business, there will be particular goals within those areas that you want to focus. So if you're a product business, is there new products that are coming out? Is there an older product that they want to focus on more? Services, very similar. Are there particular services that we're going to be focusing on or the business is focusing on for particular months or peaks or just in general? Also, are there any milestones in the business that need to be supported? So if you are a publicly traded company, when are the results coming out? If you are a product-based business, when are the new products going to be released that we know about? So you have those kinds of spikes as well. So getting the business goals and getting the business milestones for the next year sort of starts to lay the foundations for what your year is going to look like. Then what I do with the business goals is I usually go into a a dark room and I turn my teams off and my emails off for the day if I can and I look at the business goals and then 
from everything that I have absorbed from both the business goals, but then also the 60 slide deck of what has worked for 2022, but what hasn't worked for 2022. Oh, that was a good point I didn't mention. So when I'm asking all of my team members to present back their 2022 analytics, usually when I look at the slides before they present to me, my biggest piece of feedback is, you need to tell me something negative. I understand that I'm their boss and they want to give me all of the best, but these are the moments when we're in an internal meeting where they need to be super honest. I'm expecting some things to not work. And so they need to tell me what doesn't, what didn't work. And I like to hear what their hypothesis is, why it didn't work, because that's really important to then take forward to creating your marketing goals. So sorry, I missed that point. But yeah, that is something that I always ensure is in those internal meetings is be negative I know they want to tell me their their best work but they also need to be honest and say what didn't work and I do the same thing for any channels that I'm looking after as well so we're all in it together as I said I'm then looking at from the business goals and the business milestones that I was given on top of everything that I know about what worked in 2022 from there I set my marketing objectives for the year So my marketing objectives, I could either do this by audience. So if you have different audience sections, you could give them different objectives or they can just be general. I typically do about three to four and I try and attach numbers with them based off the 2022 analytics. So an example of this is if you're a B2B service-based business, Obviously, your number one objective is going to be getting leads. So what number of leads did you get in 2021, in 2022? And based off that, what is your goal for 2023? You might not know this yet if you haven't done your budget. So you might want to come back to filling in the number. Also, typically in any marketing plan I've ever done, I always have an objective for a brand awareness growth. And I usually have another one that's attributed to something like a specific channel that we're really going to focus on increasing the numbers. If it's a B2C product-based business, I'm also I'm going to have in there the amount of revenue generated, any database growth, anything that is pertinent to getting basically more products sold. So once I've set my overarching marketing objectives, as I said, I like to keep a number with them, which is best practice. But sometimes, say if you are, one of them is to have three brand awareness campaigns. That's just something that you want to hit, but there might not necessarily be a number or a KPI specifically attached. Don't think, oh, I can't have a marketing objective if there isn't a number attached to it. If that is your biggest goal for next year is to run a marketing campaign in New York City, put it as your overarching objective. Don't be scared to put it there just because it doesn't have a number attached to it. After I've done that, I decide what channels are staying and what ones are going, which is very much looking at the work that was done on the year. So I'm pretty cutthroat with that and I always try and probably get rid of maybe one or two channels. So if I had 10 channels, I'd probably get rid of one or two at least. I wouldn't really take through all 10 or if I am, a couple would probably be changing quite drastically. I then decide, are there any channels that we need to add or are there things that we need to layer onto those channels? So a good example of this is say you're doing email marketing, but say you're only doing content email marketing. So when I say that, I mean ad hoc email. So you might have them going out weekly, but 
you only send an email if you physically sit there, create the email and send it. So you might want to add automated emails to your marketing plan for the next year, which is essentially when anybody signs up or they complete an action that triggers an email, so they're also called trigger emails, it then fires off an email that you've made at one point. And so it's always working. And I like that because you're then delivering content or you're delivering what that person has actioned in the second that they do it so you're likely to have much more results but that's for another day but do you see it's not adding a brand new channel so it's just adding an element of that channel that might not have been there before I do that for all of the channels that are staying so what do we need to improve are we doing a different tactic in there or is there as I said something that we can layer on so I give another example is say influencer marketing so say We've been doing lots of influencer marketing, but we are really focusing on those mega like celebrity influencer endorsements. Do we need to have more of a micro-influencer input in 2023 where we want to be working with more people that have less audience but more engagement rates? So that could be another just example of how you're improving a channel or doing something to layer onto what you're already doing. So once I've done that... I then write everything out and I then decide, I usually, so for this particular marketing plan that I was doing for next year, we are having a brand campaign on Q1. And I start with this because this is going to be the overarching activity on Q1, which then pretty much every channel is going to feed into. Because if you're doing a brand campaign, you want all of your channels swimming in the same direction when you launch it. So we decide on what the brand campaign is going to be. And then that sits front and center before you start planning anything else. So once I've done that, it's then time to move on to budget because I know what my channels are going to be. So this takes quite a while to do because you need to split your budget between all of the channels. Again, say I have 10 channels. There will be some channels where it's the same amount every single month. So a good example of this is Google search ads. So that's going to be the same every single month. You might want to add budget when you've got campaigns running or spikes from your business milestones, but you're going to start with a base level that's spent every single month regardless So I look at every single channel and go, okay, where can we start? And then, yeah, this usually takes a bit of finessing because then I'm like, okay, say we've got a brand campaign in Q1 and a brand campaign in Q3. We're then going to add potentially more channels. So say we have TV, but we're only going to be spending TV in Q1 and Q3 aligning with our brand campaigns. And so on my marketing budget on the line that is TV, it is going to look very varied depending on when the campaign is running. So once the budget is complete and I've finessed it and moved it around, by the way, budget is saying that you always need to be looking at every single month, but you need something to submit to finance. So I try and give it my best estimate, especially for Q1. I can usually know what we're going to spend in Q1 and usually Q2 and then Q3 and Q4 is just based off the business milestones that I know are coming or any like specific things that we're definitely going to do but I might need to sort of um, finesse the budget when it gets a bit further down the year. So after that I look at everything that we want to do so every single channel every single campaign and the budget that we've put towards these channels and then I go okay what people resource are we going to need to get it? Do we have that people resource existing? So you might need to add more actions in at this stage if you need to go and pitch for more resource, if you need to 
pitch on more resource and they say no, then it's like, okay, but what channels can you take out? You might need to switch around some channels to make sure that you do have the resource. When I'm doing this step, I like to check in with the current team and say, what channels are you doing at the moment? A lot of teams that I've worked in, it's been very, very rare that you have one team member per channel. I mean, that is like absolute goals, but you need to have a big amount of marketing team, maybe 15 to 20 people to get to that stage. So usually the teams that I'm working in, people have either a couple of countries or they'll have some channels that overlap. So I check in with all of them and say, what do you want to do for 2023? Are there new channels that you want to look at? Is there new geographies that you want to look at? And this is the overarching like channel plan. Is there anything that you would like to get your hands into and do more of or less of before I then go and pitch for more people resource outside of my team. It's really important that you check in and see if everybody's doing what they want to do and if you can help before you go and offer it to other people. So once I've done that, I get it all into a deck that's got everything in. The only thing that's not in a deck will be my budget, which I do in Excel and then I do a screenshot of what my budget is and then I'll like literally put by the budget some bullet points to point out about how I've done the budget or if there's anything that I need to flag. So I then go and present that to senior management, check that they're okay with everything, check that they want to feedback on anything, if they want to change anything and give them pretty much like top line, what's going to move the needle, what's strategic, what campaigns are coming up and just very, very top line. I do that, get the green light before then showing the team When I've done this step, I then show the team everything, get them really excited, hopefully, if they like the plan. And then we talk through what they suggested that we were gonna do, like their ideas for 2023. And then I show them, we might have some of them that we are gonna do, some that we're not gonna do. And I share with them why we're not gonna do them. So it might be because the business goals are slightly different. And so we're not gonna do it. It might be because some of their ideas, it's just too much money or it's not gonna fit in with any other channels. There might be some of their ideas that I'm like, okay, we're gonna try it or we're gonna see how we get to in six months and we might action it there. But I always like to say back to them which ones we are or we are not doing and the reasons why we got to that decision because it helps them in their professional development as well. So once we've gone through all of that, we are ready to get organized. So I do as much preparation as possible for January. January blues are real, especially for somebody like me that loves Christmas. And so what you don't want to be doing is starting from scratch on January the 4th. I mean, ugh, I just can't even. It's difficult enough getting back into the workflow after you've sat in your pajamas for two weeks drinking Baileys and mince pies. And if you're me, What I mean by getting organized is we create our templates. So we create our 2023 marketing plan, either in Excel or Google Docs, whichever one you prefer. Creating our content plan, especially for January by day. So we have know exactly what we're doing. Creating as much content as we possibly can again for January. I like to work a month in advance. So we have like all of the content ready. That's not reactive marketing. Ideally, I'd like to work two to three months in advance, but typically, especially for this time of year, because you spend so much of your time doing the planning, it's really difficult to do the planning, get your strategy in place, do what you need to do, like, and put out on social for the actual days that are going and work two to three months in advance. So that's like ultimate goals. But usually on this time of year, it's only working one month in advance. I then also in the templates, 
add as much detail as I can for the whole year in terms of any key dates, so any business dates or any global or national things that you know are gonna put in there. Good example of this is if you know that there's awards that you always enter, put them in there. If there's anything like Black Friday or a sports event or anything, if you are in event marketing, what are the key dates that you need to put in? All of that stuff so you have going into Christmas a really nice clean template that's got all of the peaks throughout the year that you know that are going to be coming up. And then the final thing that I like to do when we've got all our templates set up, when we are very much working to create the content that we've agreed on for Q1 and January is organise. So usually marketing folders are crazy you have so many downloads you've got so many versions of content you've got 15 versions of different plans and powerpoints you've got people saving out budgets you've got people saving out organic social paid social etc etc so i like to do a real spring clean of all of the folders make sure that everything is labeled where it needs to be is there things that we will need access to in january is there things that we can archive now because it's like campaigns that have gone and we're not going to come back to them? I like to start as fresh as possible in January with a really clean organisation system in whichever shared drive that we've got so that you really feel like with your new brand new marketing template, your brand new marketing plan, you have also some really nice fresh folders that aren't in a chaotic order. I always have to clean my desktop up. I am in a terrible habit of saving everything to my desktop as a download. And so every couple of months I have to clean up my desktop. And so it's that, but on a much bigger scale, especially if you've got team members working around Christmas and you're not in retail, so it is a bit more of a downtime. I find these kinds of things are really good tasks to give people. And there you have it. So that seems like a lot of steps and it's taken me over five years to have that process in place. This is what works the best for me. It's a mix of everything to inform how I'm gonna figure out what we're gonna do. Also, don't put pressure on yourself to have all of the answers for every single thing that you're gonna do in 2023. I know what I'm gonna do in Q1, but I'm not sure what the brand campaign is we're gonna do in Q3 yet, but that's okay. If I was thinking about it now, and whilst it's in my brain, to mull over, it's not like I have a definite plan, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, because everything's going to have changed by then so having it this far out is very in my opinion is too far in advance I like to think about it more once we get a little bit closer but I just have placeholders knowing that we're going to do an activity in Q3 for an example versus trying to think of all of the answers while you're trying to decide what channels to do what budget to spend what objectives to have like you already have enough going on so don't think that you need to have all of the actual content to go into every single channel deciding on what channels you're going to use what budget you're going to spend and what resource you're going to do to have them is good enough for me at this stage so I hope this helped and if you don't have Christmas music on yet, it is practically December. So get listening to Christmas music whilst making your plans. It definitely helps motivate me. Enjoy the rest of your week and I will chat to you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.